And now SMSU, they have definitely prided themselves on accessibility at the campus of uh, Southwest Minnesota State University. So tell us uh, what kind of work you do with accessibility services. What does that involve? Sure. So essentially, I'm the compliance officer for the ADA or the Americans with Disabilities, assuring that students with documented disabilities have access to equal equal learning, equal uh, access to support. And what kind of uh, accommodations do you coordinate for these folks? Well, there's a whole list of accommodations. They range from academic accommodations like extended testing time, they test in a quiet space, to housing accommodations, students that need emotional support animals, um, dining accommodations, students that have some... Um, uh, dietary needs, breast pregnant and breastfeeding moms. We have uh, lactation rooms for those students, but also a list of accommodations to help support them. Deaf and hard of hearing students and um, students that have visual issues would be probably the top of the list. Okay, and uh, you, you kind of touched on some of the folks you help out. What other conditions uh, that you work with uh, faculty to help them accommodate their classrooms? Sure. So Marcy and I were talking about this before we got on air. Um, When I started my role at SMSU, I really imagined that I would be working with a lot of students with physical disabilities. And that just has not, that is not the case. I would say 98% of the students that I work with have some level of mental health disabilities, maybe um, depression, anxiety, ADHD, OCD, Very few students that I work with have physical limitations, a few, but not that many. I also work with kids, again, with hearing and vision. And then uh, we've had a number of students this year with autism uh, spectrum disorders that have come through my office. Okay, and what are some of the challenges you face in making the educational experience accessible for all students? Um, I think that making sure that we have the equipment that they need on campus and that the campus is accessible to those students with uh, physical disabilities. But probably the bigger challenge, and it's not news to anybody, is the backlog of um, mental health resources. So in order to be part of uh, accessibility services, students need to have a documented disability from a medical provider. And sometimes it takes up to six months for our students to get access to a um, diagnostic. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge we have right now. And what are some of the greatest barriers students face when they consider going to college? And how does SMSU make that transition a little bit easier? Yeah, so the students that are used to services at high school are familiar with a 504 plan or an IEP plan. And they're also familiar with a group of um, support team, a support team that essentially assures them success. So they're meeting with their um, support team regularly. The IEP, the folks that are managing their IEPs, are really accountable to make sure the student's been successful. That is not the case in college. In college, um, our priority is making sure students have access. So the difference between success and access is really um, an important caveat for our students to get used to. So nobody's chasing them around. We're not having five oh we do not have five oh fours or IEPs. We have accommodation plans. But these students are adults, so they really have to um, 
take accountability and responsibility for what they need. They have to ask for it. They have to get me the right documentation. So sometimes that transition is a little bit difficult for our students, especially if they have some um, disabilities to start with. So um, helping them get used to being an advocate for themselves and appreciating the responsibility that they have. Now, post-COVID, we kind of saw enrollment numbers bounce all over the place for a number of universities. We're seeing some strong numbers for SMSU, and that kind of gets me asking, how many students do you currently serve? Um, As of this morning, 198 students. Um, So it has grown exponentially over the past year. I've been with SMSU just over a year. I think when I started, there was under 30 students being serviced through accessibility services. And now we're just under 200 students. Um, I I'm going to ask a quick question. What, what do you think has changed that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the university made some wise decisions about moving the office space. It used to be in, a, in um, Bellows Academic in a hallway that was a little darker and a little harder to find and access. Right now, we moved this summer. I'm over at, across from the Deanne Griebel Student Success Center, so a really great collaboration with that team. And very visible, very accessible for students to be able to find. I think the other thing, and I hope, I hope it's the case, is that the stigma around mental health is starting to diminish a bit, and it's okay to come in and ask for help. No need to be embarrassed or no need to... Uh, feel less than because you need some accommodations. I hope that is conti- that's going to grow some legs and we're going to continue to be able to service students. Mm-hmm. I think as a university, we've made a really concerted effort to make mental health issues more, um, it's a common conversation. Yeah. It's normalized. And it's really been great to see that so many students are reaching out. And then also I got to imagine the fact that the doctors are getting a little bit better at figuring out what kind of mental health issue these folks might have, whereas 10, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of these folks would slip through the cracks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think there are students that still need support that are on campus that I hope in the next, you know, in the short time, they'll feel comfortable to come see me. But you're right, the, the diagnostics are, are pretty succinct and uh, um, pretty unique to each student. So each student's accommodation plan is a bit different based on their diagnostic and and, uh, their needs. And it looks like you also coordinate accommodations for special events held on campus. What do those include? Um, Just a couple examples there. That would be the American Sign Language for our commencement. And then um, if there are families that are coming to campus that need wheelchairs or special access, uh, they reach out to me and we can get that in place for them. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, SMSU has made accessibility a part of the campus from the very beginning. And how does that legacy impact the work that you do? Well, I think that it it is, um, I appreciate the importance of the work and the responsibility I have to maintain it and grow it if there's an opportunity to grow it. Uh, I think as well, understanding the flexible needs of the demographics. So our demographics are changing uh, international students, but also, as we spoke about a bit ago, the needs of students with mental health disabilities, that it feels important that we continue to understand and appreciate that not every student's the same and that we bring to the table uh, flexibility and differentiation based on what the needs are. 
It sounds like your position is pretty rewarding when it comes down to it. Uh, is that what you enjoy most about it, or what do you enjoy most about your the, the job that you do? Sure. Um, I think that it didn't take long once I was on campus to appreciate the culture of SMSU. I think we just got nominated as the best place to work, or we won the best place mm-hmm. to work in the community not that long ago, and um, that's real, that the student-centered mindset is is very real on campus and for me that that is important i'm not fighting an uphill battle um, to support students and the collaboration is really unbelievable between the student success center but also with the professors and the staff that i work with you know it'd be easy for a professor to say you know that that i'm not going to be able to accommodate that that just doesn't that feels unfair that but i've i've not met with that one time so the appreciation to really make what's right for the students doable and put it into practice is has been really rewarding. No doubt about it. Vicki, I appreciate you telling us about accessibility services, but we're not done chatting with you just yet because we've got to talk about the Mustang market as you help coordinate that. Can you tell us about the Mustang market? Sure, I'd be happy to. So the Mustang market is a food and resource pantry located on campus. It's in the uh, Bellows Academic Building. Um, it's a resource available to students uh, once a month from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, the second Thursday of each month. It allows students to come and shop and get what they need at no cost. So there are no, uh, there's no criteria to come through the market. Um, I ask them to give me their name just for appointment purposes. But aside from that, I don't know any details about students. Um, some of the items that students, some of the really sought after items are rice and oil and spices, soups, toilet paper, paper towels. Uh, this year, um, starting in September, we collaborated with Hy-Vee. So the day before the market, I go to Hy-Vee and get all their leftover bread products for students. Um, so they have that available as well. Collaborated with Chartwells. So we can get some um, perishable food items available to students, fruits and vegetables, uh, we've had cheese sticks and pickles and cottage cheese. Those are new this year uh, as well. Some local churches have donated. They make blankets, beautiful blankets for our students as well as hats and mittens. So it really is an opportunity for students to come and, and get what they need uh, in a one-stop shop. So those blankets and hats and mittens, those are for the folks that maybe grew up in Florida. And they were told, hey, you know, it gets kind of cold in Minnesota. And then they're, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. And then they find out it actually gets cold in Minnesota. Right. I think that, yes, I would say I can give an example of a student when we had that cold spell came to me and asked if I had a coat for them. So I think in, in, in some respect, they don't know about the weather. But in another respect, they don't have the resources to be able to get what they need. So just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I collaborated with my colleagues at Avera Marshall, the thrift store, to have, we have now, each student that comes through the Mustang market gets a coupon for a buy one, get one free item at the thrift store. And then we have an emergency um, certificate as well. So students that need a coat, need blankets, need warm winter gear, or even students that maybe need bedding or pillows and such, um, we can get that for them at no cost at, at the thrift store now. That's a great partnership with Avera's thrift store mm-hmm. to, to make that available to students who really don't have the resources right. to, to get blankets and, and bedding. That's yeah. fantastic. 
Now, if folks are interested in getting involved with the Mustang market, definitely sounds like a, a good thing to do. What ways can they participate? Well, the best way, to be honest, is financial uh, donations. I, I have the opportunity to order the food from uh, the Second Harvest Food Bank out of St. Paul. So we're limited to what is available through the Second Harvest Food Bank. But it also allows me to buy food at a much reduced price. So uh, I can make a dollar go pretty far with the food bank. Uh, we certainly appreciate donations from our community as well. Um, but it's not always what the students would want to have as available for them for food. So the, I, I appreciate the financial donations. There are a few things that I can't get through Second Harvest and are always needed as donations. Um, cleaning supplies, I can't get those through Second Harvest. School supplies. And then uh, menstrual products for, for women, I can't get those either. So if there's folks in the community that are looking to donate, those would be the areas that are of most need at this point. And where can we drop those off? Those are, uh, we have uh, arranged with the Alumni Center to uh, receive donations on Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 10 o'clock uh, till 2 o'clock. It allows folks to not have to navigate the campus and uh, easy, easy drop off for them at the Alumni Center. And then, of course, after you swing on by the Alumni and Visitor Center, you just take a couple steps down the road and you chat with your friends at Marshall Radio. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) And what are those hours once again? From 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. All right. Very good. Anything else you'd like to share regarding accessibility, Mustang Marketer, or anything else? I did want to just share some um, information. Uh, One of the classes, the Applied Research Methods class, used the Mustang market as the source of their research last fall. They used a survey to collect information. They had 166 students respond to their survey, so pretty pretty sound numbers there. And um, they were curious about uh, food insecurity and uh, whether or not, you know, what what's the status of that on our campus at SMSU. And um, 49% of the students identified themselves as food insecure. And then there were a couple of other questions. It says, within the past 12 months, I could not afford to eat balanced meals. 52% of our students answered often or sometimes true to that question. And then to the question, within the past 12 months, I worried whether my food would run out before I got money to buy more. 46% answered often or sometimes true to that question. So I think that the data supports the need for the market as well as the importance of our community being able to support the market. Uh, it really does take a village to meet the needs of the students, both from an academic and accessibility and, and food and resource at a very at a, at a very low level. We need our students to have what they need to eat in order to be able to learn and study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the basics of student success is having shelter food Mm -hmm. so that they can come to school ready to learn yeah and what i like is you have some concrete numbers there now with that applied research so you have some numbers to back up what you're trying to do yeah and i would also add in september the number of students that have gone through the market uh, have increased again pretty exponentially last year we looked at numbers in the 40 and 50 uh, students per Uh, market day. In September, we had 136. In October, 130. November, 133. December was lower. The students were on their, uh, it was during finals week, so some of the students had already gone home. 
in January we had 120, and then February was the biggest market we've ever had at 144 students. Now, do you attribute this to like 100% need, or is it more of awareness that where they're finding out about this and then they're able to take full advantage of it? I think it's a combination of both. Certainly, um, need is the priority. The students that are coming, I mean, they're getting cans of beans and soup and rice, and it's not like they're getting ribeye steaks. So they're really needing what, what they take. It's really, like Marcy said, basic essentials to just everyday living and staying healthy. Very cool. Vicki Abel, Director of Accessibility Services, I appreciate the time here this morning. Thank you. As we now swing it back over to Marcy Olson, you have a whole list of awesome events being held on the campus of SMSU. I do have a few things, but I need to, to thank Vicki for sharing um, her story about the Mustang Market and, and putting out there the need that exists with our students. Those are incredible numbers of students who've experienced food insecurity. So any way that people can support that, we really appreciate it. Uh, now, on to events. We had guests on last week for the Mustang Kitchen, and they have their first night tonight. Um, but a reminder that on February 27th, they will not be open because of Precinct Caucus Night and March 5th, which is Spring Break Week. So serving dates will resume March 12th and run through April 23rd. So be sure to sign up for one of the dates at smsu.edu slash go slash Mustang Kitchen. Now this weekend, we've got uh, men's and women's basketball taking on Minot State, and Saturday we have basketball teams taking on MSU Moorhead, and it's senior night for our student-athletes. And I can tell you right now that Swami is very happy that those are home games because he doesn't like that drive up to Minot. To Minot. It's, yeah. a little, it's a little ways. Yeah, a yes. bit of a jaunt. Anyways, mm -hmm. carry yes. on. Yes, we're excited to have them home as well. Uh, Saturday, for all those alumni out there, we have an alumni social at Brow Brothers on Saturday night, and all alumni are welcome. Gold College, which uh, is kind of a learning opportunity for um, adult learners. That kickoff is Wednesday, February 28th, and that's a chance to meet with the spring instructors and sign up for classes. And looking ahead, this is very exciting. SMSU will be hosting the National Men's Wheelchair Basketball Intercollegiate Championships, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. Those are full days of games and wheelchair basketball excitement. So if people have not seen wheelchair basketball, come out because it is the most exciting sport you can you can watch. And these are top tier teams like Absolutely. you mentioned national championship. It is going to be incredible. So I invite people to come out and see that because they are amazing athletes and the and the intensity of the play is unbelievable. No doubt. Yes. And then of course then after that what do we got? Spring break? Spring break is the the week of uh, March 4th through the 8th. March 4th through the 8th. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so right around the corner. It'll be quiet in town for a couple days. A, a couple days. A couple yep. days. Yeah. I'll still be around. Perfect. <laughs> Marcy Olson, thanks for the update. And we'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks for having us.